Hello and thanks for joining us once again for the Inspire, Create and Shine podcast, where we discuss life, love, literature and the arts from a Christian perspective. This is your host, Melanie D from MelanieDTheAuthor.com. Stay tuned for our next episode. Hey, you guys, it's Melanie coming to you again with another word that was impressed upon me to share. Um, I think I may have discussed this before, but um, I feel the need to go there again. And um, the topic that I'm dealing with today is on the power of words, the power of the words we speak. Um, Words can bring life, words can bring death, um, words can bring hope. Words can inspire, words can uplift, words can destroy, words can tear down, words can depress, words can harm. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me. That's not true exactly. It's not 100% true because words can hurt. The Bible also says in, I believe, Proverbs 18 18 and 21, that life and death are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof so basically what we're speaking it can bring like i said life or death healing or harm so if we want to make sure that the people in our space um our own lives and those around us and the environments that we're in are full of life and joy and love and hope and all the good things then it behooves us to try our best to speak life now there was an experiment there's you probably heard of this before and people continue to do this experiment where um to prove the theory that speaking to your plants or speaking to a living thing can cause it to grow or can cause it to wilt and so you're probably like how in the world can talking to your plants i've even seen people do this people that love taking care of plants now i love flowers I personally love flowers I love plants better though because they're longer lasting and they don't die as quickly but flowers are just beautiful you know I love roses and lilies and and um tulips and all kinds of beautiful flowers but um there have been experiments scientifically proven that speaking good things to to a plant um can affect its growth and how well it grows and for how long it grows. Um, But as you go deeper into those experiments, you discover that it's not necessarily just the words that you speak, but it's also the tone that you speak it in and the vibrations that your voice is sending out into the airwaves. So if I'm talking calmly in a mellow tone, I'm not yelling, I'm not irate, I'm I'm talking in a peaceful, a mellow tone, um, a soothing voice, a soothing tone. And I'm essentially, I know people don't like this word vibes, but I'm essentially sending out positive vibes in the atmosphere, in the environment, in the direction of a plant or a living thing. Then that's, um, in essence, producing life in that plant. It's causing it to sprout up. It's causing it to grow. It's essentially making your plant like a happy, 
plant, so to speak. So think about how you how humans can can essentially be affected the same way because they are a created being. They are a living thing. I know humans are way more complex than a plant, a flower, or a tree, but it just goes to show the power of words, the power of tone, the power of the spirit, the essence of your being, um, your vibe, what what kind of aura and spirit that you give off when you're um, saying things. So we think we can just say anything. You can you can try to say things, and you know you can say a whole lot of positive things, but. I mean, just for the sake of saying positive things, but your tone says it all. Your spirit says it all. Your motives behind it says it all. So on the surface, you can be saying one thing, but your motives and your spirit and your vibe is different. So that's the beauty of God. God looks at the heart. He can tell when we are saying one thing, doing another, saying one thing, thinking another. Saying one thing have a different motive. Saying one thing on the surface and having evil thoughts and evil intentions and evil um, meanings behind it. So, I mean, you can say a good, you can compliment somebody and it could be a little, um, it could be an underhanded compliment. Have you ever heard somebody give you a compliment and you could tell that they didn't mean what they said? It was like an underhanded kind of a shady compliment you're like well how did I perceive it that way um that don't mean you go around here and judge people but sometimes you have a discerning spirit some of us just have that it's a it's a thing you can ask God for it's some people just naturally have that gift of discernment where you can perceive what someone is really meaning it can be how they their tone their spirit their body language um whatever and so it's a great thing when you have that spirit of discernment in some areas. It helps in a lot of situations. So anyway, this experiment, there have been many of them done, but I'm going to tell you about one um, that IKEA did. IKEA did an experiment um, a while back, and they were trying to make a point about how damaging bullying can be to people. And so if, if you if you heard of IKEA, you know IKEA, the furniture um, giant, the furniture company. Um they wanted to do an experiment. So what they did was they put two identical plants um, inside of uh, these glass enclosed cases. Um, I think they had like opening for air and all that. And both of the plants got the same treatment as far as water and sunlight and all that kind of stuff. Fresh air, water, sunlight that every plant needs. Hint, hint, humans need it too. Water, sunlight, fresh air. We humans need the same thing. So look at it the look at it from the perspective of that plant representing a human being. So think of it that way. So they were trying to send a message. Okay, so they did an experiment. One plant in one box. I'm sorry, one glass cube. The other in another glass container. Here's the difference, though. Inside one of the containers, they were playing audio, um, recorded pre-recorded audio. And they allowed some some children to um, record compliments and nice things and good and encouraging words, positive things. And in the other container, they had the children record negative uh, statements and negative um, words that were being constantly fed into the space of this other plant. So you got positive stuff on one side, negative stuff on the other, but all other things are the same. Still getting uh, water, still getting fresh air, 
still getting sunlight. After I think it was 30 days, it was a 30 day experiment and you could try it for longer just to see what the results are if you wanted to try this experiment for yourself. But the plant that received the positive messages for 30 days sprouted up and was full of life and thriving. The other plant was wilted. It was shorter than the other, other one. It was wilted over. The leaves started turning dark and brown. So it let them see. And it was, it was an eye opener for the children to see also the effects of positive words and good words, speaking good things um, to a plant or to a human being versus speaking negative things to a plant or to a human being. On another note, um, which, and I rarely do this, cause, but it just came to me while I was talking about those plants and this whole topic of bullying and or, you know, words being life-giving or negative, um, death-producing words. Um, I don't always, I normally don't share dreams um, publicly unless I feel the need to or if it's relevant um, at the time. Um, and I'm not going to share all of the details, but it does this, um, what I'm talking about now just reminds me of this dream and I feel the need to share a portion of it. I had a dream a few years ago and it was a dream, ironically, about two plants. These plants were very similar plants. And without going into what transpired between the plants, I will suffice to say that they were both in the same environment. And one of them, however, had a different outcome than the other. It was as if a test, they were undergoing a test or something of the sort. At the time, I did not understand the dream. I did not understand it at all. But just as I was awaking from this dream, which often happens to me, I've noticed when I have uh, certain dreams, <sighs> a word was spoken into my spirit. Almost like, I, I wanna say audibly, almost audibly, but it was like, just as I'm waking up, I could hear it or I could sense it, or it was an impression that was so strong that I had to write it down. I had to write the dream down, but I also had to write down the word and the word was was simply a scripture. Now, this scripture is very common, it's very popular. If you know anything about the Bible, you've probably heard it a million times. You probably heard other people say it. You may not know where it's found, but you've heard it. It's like God was giving me the explanation cuz it's like when I woke the minute I woke up, it's like I I was trying to understand the dream and then this scripture was given to me right then and there. And the scripture is one that I've used quite a bit um, myself. And I use this often in my prayers and just in general. That scripture is Isaiah, one of my favorite books, Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17, which says, No weapon, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn not God you shall condemn 
This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Now, people have heard that scripture a million times, as I said, um, but they don't look at the scripture surrounding it, the verses surrounding it. First of all, I was like, well, thank you, Jesus, because I understand now what that dream meant. So he was he was giving me a word, but that's that's a word for anyone who's ever been in an environment um, at times that sometimes can be toxic or sometimes can be um, uncomfortable or sometimes and it don't necessarily have to be the environment. It can be certain people or certain things in your environment that are negative or not life giving or whatever the case may be. And so that's our that's one of our weapons we know that one of the greatest weapons we have against the enemy or against um attacks or against anything that comes up against us is the word of god so the word of god is powerful the bible says sharper than any two-edged sword it's powerful y'all um it has the power to cast down those things that come against us it has the power to fight off um negative thoughts it has the power to silence the enemy it has the power to cast out demons the, the word of god is just powerful okay it's the word of the living god okay so you know it's a powerful a powerful weapon but um, i wanted to mention the verses as i said surrounding this verse in isaiah 54 uh you can look at um verse 15 through 17 verse Verse uh, 17 is the last verse. I didn't even realize that was the last verse in that chapter. But if you go up a couple verses up, starting at verse 15, verse 15, 16, and 17, this thing is powerful. Listen, verse 15, I'm reading from the English Standard Version because like I always say, that's one of my um, favorite uh, Bible uh, versions because it's it's English. It's, it's easy to understand. King James is my first go to but if you want a clear uh easy to understand version that's the one to go to okay verse 15 says if anyone stirs up strife it is not from me this is the lord's word so it's like the lord is saying it's not from him if anyone stirs up strife it is not from me this is god talking whoever stirs up strife with you shall fall because of you behold i have created the smith or the blacksmith who blows the fire of coals and produces a weapon for its purpose. I have also created the ravager to destroy. Yet no weapon that is fashioned against you shall succeed and you shall refute every tongue that rises against you in judgment. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their vindication or righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Okay, I'm gonna read that in another version. It's so good. Okay, I have to give you the King James Version now. This is the main version I normally read. This is verse 15 of Isaiah 54, King James Version. Behold, or look, they shall surely gather together, but not by me. So people might might gather against you, but God's saying it ain't because I told them to do it. It's not my will that they do that. Whosoever shall gather together against thee or against you, shall fall for thy sake whoever shall gather against you shall fall for your sake verse 16 behold or look i have created the smith or the blacksmith that bloweth the coals in the fire and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work and i have created 
the waster to destroy. So God's saying, I made the person who who makes these weapons, the one who fashions, you know, knives and swords and weaponry that can be used as a weapon against you. I made them. So they're in my power. He's showing you they're not greater than him and they're not, uh, they can't do anything unless he allows it. He said, I made them. I created the person who creates these weapons of of destruction, uh, knives and guns and all these things. But verse 17 seals it again. No weapon, not one weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. So that's powerful. Okay, so when I had that dream, <clears throat> it was like God was letting me know. He was warning me. He was giving me a warning uh, a while back, years. It was a few years ago. He was letting me know about an, a, a potential danger. Um, he was warning me about this. But this can this is something that can go for anyone, like I said, who may have encountered um, people, places, or things that seek to harm you. Um, or groups of people that might want to come against you or situations that want to come against you or circumstances that want to come against you. You know, your thoughts that may want to come against you, the enemy, the devil himself that may want to come against you. You know, the evil things that are in the world that may want to come against you. You know, things that want to gather themselves, you know, as a, as a, a, a tsunami of things that wants to come against you. The Bible even says, that when the enemy comes against you like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against against uh, him. So God prepared me. And he's saying, how do you uh, handle it? Speak the word against it. And I don't mean like you going toe to toe with somebody and y'all like beefing and arguing and carrying on. I don't mean that you don't even have to confront someone. You basically cast it down in the spirit. Use the word of God. Say, for example, if I'm praying and someone has been coming against me in some way, pray and cast it down with the word of God. You can just quote that scripture. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. In the name of Jesus, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Speak life. He came that we might have life and that more abundantly. You understand what I'm saying? Combat it with the word of God. The Bible says I'm the head and not the tail. Above and not beneath. The Bible says that I am a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a person and a people for God's own possession. I belong to God. He is my God. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I am more than a conqueror. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. You know, the Bible is full of words of power, words of life, words of hope, words of love that give us strength when we're weak to give us um, fortitude when we are um, bogged down or tired they give us life when we feel depleted somebody might be spewing hate the Bible is loaded with the love of God just all kinds of words of love that God just continually was saying to his people we are his people so he was constantly trying to show us he loves us why do you think I that's one of my biggest missions because I know how healing and powerful the love of God is He's shown it to me. He's given it to me. He's filled me with it. So I understand that, you know, his love is powerful. Um, The Bible says that um, nothing shall separate us from the love of God. Not death, not not, uh, life, not angels, not principalities, not things present, things to come. You know, not height, not death, 
nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Nothing can separate us from him. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. People might try to make you feel in love. People might try to harm you, hurt you, abuse you, mistreat you, lie on you, whatever, backstab and all kinds of craziness that's out here. You're going to encounter things in this world, in this life. But the love of God cannot be replaced. It cannot penetrate and stop the love of God. It can't stop the power of God and the love that he has for his people because he loves us. He just does. So understand that you are very valuable in the sight of God and no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Claim that, know that, believe that. Don't try to use the word as a weapon against his own people because we, if we are in the body of Christ together, we are part of the same body. We are all Christ people, his own people. So any kind of fighting and feuding between you and another child of God is not of God. And it's not the will of God. Do not try to use the word to speak harm against another child of God. Speak life, pray, ask God to change their heart, change yours, to heal, to mend, to fix it, Jesus, all those types of things. Try your best to handle it that way. And know that no weapon formed, if they come against you, even if they are a child of God, if they're coming against you negatively, with negativity, with harm, with covetous, evil, envying, jealous spirits, um, spirits of competition, spirits of hatred, lying, backstabbing, spirits like that, send the word of God to that situation. If God has called you to something, do what he told you to do. If God uh, gave you a mission and a mandate on this earth, do what he told you to do. If God gave you an assignment on this earth, even if people don't understand that assignment, do with God, what God has told you to do and live enjoy your life enjoy yourself he died that we might have life and life more abundantly now there are some things that um in the same vein of what i'm talking about with words there are some people that may never hear you specifically they won't listen to you specifically you can be saying good things. You, be, you can be saying all the right things. Um, somebody else uh, may come along and say the same thing you just said. But for whatever reason, they hear that person. They don't hear you. It could be because they just don't like the messenger. Or maybe they have something against the messenger. Or maybe they're judging the messenger. Maybe they don't know the messenger. Maybe they are undervaluing the messenger. If they don't, can't, or won't hear you. Nevertheless, y'all, there is an audience that will hear you. Sometimes, though, they actually are listening and paying close attention to what you say, even if they hate to admit it. Have you ever noticed somebody low-key copying you, low-key following you? Trust me, they're watching. Trust me, they're listening and they're taking notes. Some people believe that imitation is the best form of flattery. I don't really like it because it implies that um, someone is not an individual, they're not original, they're not doing their own thing, they're feeding off what you're doing to determine what they should do with their life, what they should be doing with themselves. And I mean, I guess you could, you know, smile a little bit when you see that you're making an impact or you're influencing somebody. And it's okay to be inspired by other people's works and by what other people say or do <clears throat> but I mean do you really have to copy everything that somebody else is doing and everything somebody else is saying 
Listen, it, it's better to be yourself. In school, there's such thing as plagiarizing. There's really a thing about copying, about imitating. Why do you think those guidelines exist in school, in business, in life? goes to show that we're supposed to be our own unique selves that we're supposed to do do our own thing our own work and be our own person never lose your uniqueness your originality he didn't make us to be carbon copies he made us to be original creative masterpieces that he designed for his unique purpose you are a gift to someone else's life you are a gift even to yourself and you don't even realize it Continue to shine your light for the body of Christ. Continue to shine your light for God. Continue to shine your light for all those in your sphere of influence. Your voice is a lifeline to somebody. It's a ray of hope. It's a yoke breaker. It's a healing balm. It's something that somebody needs to hear. Think about Moses in the Bible. When God called him to be the deliverer for God's people, the Israelites who were, they were slaves under Pharaoh's rule in Egypt. And God wanted Moses to be the one to deliver his people out of the hands of Pharaoh. Moses immediately looked at his human flaw. He was someone who didn't have the gift of gab. He didn't speak well. He thought he was someone who stuttered. He was like, how could you choose me for this when that's not something that I'm good at? That's not my strong point. Why would you choose me? Isn't that amazing? There are people, there are, there are people who are award-winning speakers. They're awesome motivational speakers and so eloquent and poised and gifted with, with speech whether they went to school for it or they just naturally have it. But yet, why wouldn't God necessarily use that particular person who has it naturally? He wants to be glorified in the midst to show that this is not of your own ability. Because a lot of times if we naturally have that gift, we're going to think, okay, it's you know, you're kind of going to think it's you doing it. Oh, I know I can speak well, so God naturally, of course, he called me to this because I naturally have the ability to speak well. If you've ever been a stutterer, or you, you don't have you, you don't naturally speak well in front of people or just in general sometimes he will use the very person like that to do to speak to a crowd he'll use a shy person to speak to a crowd and you're like why would he choose a shy person to speak to a crowd when that's not their strong suit you see what i'm saying so moses was the same way but yet he's the one who did successfully deliver the israelites from the egyptian rule There are times when he will supernaturally um, produce from you who thought you didn't have what you needed. He will supernaturally cause you to flourish in the very thing you didn't think you had. Because I don't know if you've ever been in a position where, for example, if you're shy in your natural life, it's like when the on switch goes on and the anointing comes upon you, it's like all of a sudden you have this 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 supernatural ability that you didn't have before. So people are like, oh my God, not Melanie, not so-and-so. 
not um Keisha not Stephanie not um Tina not uh Jennifer not uh Bob not Bill not um Mark or whoever it's like how could God um call someone like that they're so shy they're or they're too um whatever and then the next thing you know the anointing of God comes upon that person and you're like wow I didn't know you could could um do that I didn't know you had that ability it happens supernaturally so it helps you to to rely on God it helps you to rely not on yourself and not to glory in your own self and your own abilities but to realize that it's only because of God only because of the power of God and the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of me that I'm able to even do the things I do that I'm able to continue on and carry on like I do that I'm able to survive and thrive like I do that I'm able to stand and not faint like I do somebody might look at you you and be like oh my god after all the things that you've been through how are you still standing how are you still able to smile how are you still able to speak life? How are you able to love and smile and do all the great things that you do? How are you able to? And the only thing you can do is say to God, be the glory. Because you know, they might think you some kind of giant, some kind of beast, some kind of um, superwoman, superman or whatever. But you know, that's not you. <laughs> you know, and that's why you give God the glory every chance you get. Because you know it was God. It was because of God that you're able to do the things that you do. And so there I'm getting off course again. But um, I just had I just wanted to point out about this this thing about listening and, and, and the power of words listening. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Um, your faith is built up by what you hear. So definitely guard your ear gate. Don't allow anything to just come into your ears because those things affect your spirit. You might wind up depressed because something you allowed somebody to say some negative stuff in your ear into your hearing. and You didn't shut it down when you heard it. Somebody call you out your name and it made you feel bad. And so you just let it let it fester and simmer on the inside. No, shut it down. No, that's not who I am. That is not my name. That is not me. Somebody says you can't do something. Oh, yes, I can. I can do all things through Christ. You know what I'm saying? So it's like and I know that's that's easier said than done sometimes because it's easier to just, you know, deal with it. Just kind of soak it up. But internally I don't care if you saying it in your head you shutting it down in your mind but it helps to speak it out loud sometimes whether it's in your own you know by yourself into into the atmosphere speaking it out you praying it when you're praying or saying it on the spot when somebody says something like that to you the Bible says to cast down imaginations and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and so if you know that nothing is more powerful than God that nothing is greater than God and nothing is greater than the word of God. Then when those negative words come into your space or into your mind or you hear them from someone or whatever like that, speak the word of God instead. Like I said, that's our weapon. And it's not meant to harm other people. Let's use the word as a, a weapon to hurt people. That's not what it's meant for. It's meant to help us to live and help us to thrive and survive and flourish. Um, while we're here in this earth and we're speaking against the weapons of the enemy which is the devil and those who um, are operating under the power and the influence of the devil so we're not trying to harm people like I said if we're all in the body of the Christ together we're not trying to harm God's people you know we don't even even those who are in the world we're not seeking to just do them harm by saying 
you know, using the word like to, to beat them over the head with the Bible and that kind of thing. No, we're using it to defend ourselves against attacks, spiritual attacks from the enemy of our souls. You know, we want to see everybody doing well. We want to see everybody prospering. We want to see everybody healthy and whole and healed and loved and accepted. Not, oh, we're going to we're going to accept this person, not accept that person. We're going to love these people and hate those people. That's not of God. It's not of God. Um, he wishes above all things that we prosper and being health, be in health, even as our souls prosper. And the Bible says, if you come to him, God says, if you come to him, he will in no wise cast you out. So when people take on that stance and say, you know, you're not accepted and you're not welcome. That's not of God. Again, that's not of God to not accept his people to not love his people because he says how do you show that you love him to love him and to feed his sheep he asked peter three times do you love me and peter's like yes god i love you and god says feed my sheep he says do you love me peter he says yes feed my lambs he's basically telling him if you want to show me that you love me then love my people you know love people you can't say, how can you say, love God, say that you love God and hate your brother? How can you say you love God and hate your sister? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's an oxymoron. You can't love God without loving people because we are all made in the image, in the image of God. And if we're in the family of God and we're born again Christians in his family, then we belong to him and we're all, all a part of the same body. So... Think of yourself as those plants. If you are a plant, you're a a growing, a breathing, um, living being in this world that God has created. Then know that life and death is in the power of your tongue, and that you can refute those things that come against you, and the enemies of your soul, whether it's people, whether it's circumstances, whether it's your own thoughts, whether it's the enemy himself. Speak life, speak love, speak joy. Carry out the assignments that God has given you. Man may not always understand them. Like I said, man may not always understand why you do the things that you do. As long as you're doing it with the right heart and the right spirit. And I constantly pray this too. And I think we should all pray this as people of God is creating me a clean heart and renew the right spirit within me. Make sure that we're operating in the right spirit and the right motives, the right um the right um spirit and mindset people you know you can usually feel when someone is operating in the right spirit a lot of times especially if you have the gift like i said and this and the gift the spiritual gift of discernment you can sense a lot of times oh that they said that but that was not the right spirit they didn't say that and do that in the right spirit i could sense that in the spirit okay we're not going around judging each other but sometimes god will reveal those things to you that that was not done in the right spirit um, that person is not for you. You know, that person is not, they might act like they're on your side, but they're not on your side. But listen, I'm on God's side. <laughs> I'm on God's side and God is always on my side. And so remember that you guys, if, as you go through your day, as you go through life, God is always on our side. He always will love us. He loves us now and he always will. Nothing shall separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. All right, I hope something I said today blessed you inspired you, uplifted you, encouraged you today. Um, And until next time, have a beautiful, blessed, and productive day. God bless. Bye-bye.
If you'd like to be featured on this podcast, please hit me up at Melanie D, the author at yahoo.com. That's Melanie D, the letter D, the author at yahoo.com or on my website at www.melaniedtheauthor.com. Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful and blessed day.